Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I just wanted to say real quick that there was a little bit of an issue with John's side of the conversation because his audio sounds a little bit muffled at times. It's because his internet connection was acting kind of crazy the night that we recorded this. So he had to connect to Skype through his regular cell phone. So it sounds like I'm talking to him on the telephone because I am. But we had a really great conversation, so I'm going to go ahead and get the show started now. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray. Sitting across the virtual table from me is my partner, John Irons. John, how are you doing tonight? Hello world, I'm doing okay. <laughs> it's just going to be the two of us tonight. That's fine. So how was, uh, how was your Halloween? Uh, my Halloween was decent. We had a... Uh well, the kids had a Halloween party. Um, and, you know, I'm not the most social person, but my <laughs> wife, she, she's all about, like, the the theme. But, like, she she does it up. So, like, there were various rooms of the house. There was one, like, a really spooky room. She had the fog machine going. Oh, that <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we did, um, my kids are, older my son's 18 so he went off with a bunch of his friends to do some uh halloween things and uh my little girl is 14 so she decided this year that she wanted to watch a scary movie and stay home she didn't want to go trick-or-treating so we went and we went and got a bunch of snacks and stuff like that and i asked her well what scary movie do you want to watch and she said i want to watch the conjuring and i said are you sure are you (laughs) have you ever seen the conjuring Zero to sixty on that, huh? <laughs> I said, uh, are you sure you want to watch that? Because it's it's pretty scary. And I thought it'd be okay because it's not it, there's not a ton of bad language, there's not any nudity or anything like that in it. So um or not any graphic nudity. So uh we sat down and watched it, got about thirty minutes into it, and she said, You can turn that off right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up watching we ended up watching the Adams family. Nice <laughs> <laughs> compromise. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess, um, to get things started, we'll play a game. And I was kind of going through my little catalog of games here. Most of them are designed for three or more people, but I think we'll just go back to the, uh, IMDb game because that we, we had a pretty good time with that last time. And, yeah, that's and fun. I'll just do the, uh, I'll do the host part and I'll just let you try and guess and we'll, we'll do two or three of those, I guess. So, um, I've got, I've got IMDb up and I have picked an, an actor or actress and I'm going to name off, uh, I'm going to skip their, 
you know, IMDb shows all the films that they're in, but it also shows all the appearances on TV shows that they were in, stuff like that. So I'm going to skip the TV shows and just do the, just do the films. But this person in 1985 appeared in The Goonies. In 1986, Thrashing or Thrashing, it says, uh, TV movie, TV movie, TV series. 1990, 1996. Okay, all right, let me go back. I don't mean TV movies, but like a series. Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't weren't the star of the series. They just appeared on the series. You know, like this person appeared in an episode of Highway to Heaven, and then they appeared in an episode of 21 Jump Street and Private Eye. And then um, in 1996, they were in a film called – no, 1994, they were in a film called The Road Killers. Then they were on the uh, Outer Limits TV series that was on in the 90s, and then they were in a film called Bed of Roses in 96. Uh, oh, wait, was that um, Christian Slater? No, no. Um, Christian Slater wasn't in The Goonies. I didn't think he was. <laughs> Flirting I, with Disaster. I, I, I only vaguely remember Bed of Roses. Uh, was that? This is a female. I, I didn't is understand. What you I'm sorry. Is it a female or is it a guy? Oh, it's a guy. Yeah. It's uh, and then in '96 they were in flirting with disaster. '97, my brother's war. '97, night watch. '97, mimic. Uh, '99, the mod squad. Uh, '99, yeah, best I'm, laid I'm, plans. I'm sucking at this. What? That's what I'm fucking at this. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I'll, let me go to a few uh, more recent ones. 2000, Hollow Man. 2001, no, 2002, Coastlines. Uh, 2003, Milwaukee, Minnesota. Uh, 2004, Melinda and Melinda. 2005, Into the Blue. 2006, The Dead Girl. 2007, No Country for Old Men. 2007, Plain Josh Terror. Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, you got it. Wow. And, you know, I got to uh, and, and, No Country and here's for Old Men. Like, I know it's like kind of sacrilege for my generation. You've never but seen I The Goonies? I've, I've seen it, like, <laughs> I've seen it the way that you, like, you see the beginning on one day, and then like a week later, you see the end, and then a week later, you see the middle. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it start to finish. It's, and, one, of the, uh, it's, it's one of those films I, I know that... It's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's one of those films that um, when when it came out, it came out, what, 85, I think it said. So, 85, I was in the third grade, and when it came out on video they showed it to us at school, which I don't know why, because there was a little bit of inappropriate content in there for watching (laughs) in school, but we watched it in school probably every time it rained and we couldn't go outside in PE, you know, (laughs) we'd we'd watch the Goonies for like, you know, several months. So it, it was one of those films that uh, we started quoting all the time and I haven't seen it in years. I, I tried to watch it a while back with my kids. They didn't really get, they weren't into it. Um, there is a sequel that's supposed to be coming out. I don't think they've started filming it yet, but they've announced that they're making a sequel with 
most of the original cast. So it's like uh, they're bringing, uh, like a, like an actual sequel, not a reboot. An actual sequel. I don't know if they're going to be like secondary characters and it's going to be about their kids or something, or if it's an actual, these, these same characters get back together and do something. I don't know, you know, as adults or something. So it wouldn't be a kid's movie if it did it that way, but I don't know. Let me pick another actor or actress. <laughs> Can we do the six degrees of separation game? I think you had a better shot at that. Six degrees of separation from, uh, MCU for the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I tell you what, I've got a I've got a game here that we'll 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 do one round of it that I I wanted to try, and okay. uh, it's I I call it pass or play. Um, it's called I've heard it on a couple other podcasts and it's called different things. I just called it pass or play for this, but um, the way it works is I'm going to name a random actor or actress, and not not anybody that I've thought of beforehand. I'll just pick somebody out of the blue. And it'll be somebody current that's got a pretty large body of work. And then I'll pick a I'll use a random number generator on Google. And that'll be your time <laughs> limit. That'll be your time limit. So what you'll do is like if I if I said George Clooney and then the number was forty seven, then you would have to tell me how many films of George Clooney's you can name in forty seven seconds. If I think I can name more than that, I'll say, like say you say, I can I can name five George Clooney films in 47 seconds. Now I'll say, well, I think I can name six. Then you decide if you want to make me name those six or if you want to try and name six. So You know what this, um, this, this is like um, a little bit. Like there's this game, I might have mentioned it before, Geek Out, that I love. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. It's, and it's kind, of, it's, it's it's kind of named that tune, but it kind of... Uh, Kind of a yeah, it's the same kind of thing where you like the you know you, you pull a card and of different categories and maybe it's like um, you know movies where the main character can fly yeah. or movies or TV TV shows where um, I don't know where the the lead is a female detective or something like that yeah <laughs> and you do the, and you do the same thing you kind of bid against the other person and and uh, you know high bid. Just to try to do it. So yeah. Um, okay, so good. let me think of a just a random actor. I will say, I'll say Matthew McConaughey, and okay. I will and I will put in. I got a random number generator here, and it's going to be minimum will be thirty seconds, maximum will be a minute, and the random number will be fifty. So you got. 50 seconds. How many Matthew McConaughey films can you name in 50 seconds? Uh, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> and. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure I can do much better than that because I. Well, okay, I'll say. I'll say. I, I'll say I can name. No. No, I probably could. Uh, I'll say I can name four. And like I can think of them, I just don't know the names of them. Yeah, we gotta go ahead, go for it. You want me to do it? Yeah, I. I okay. I was you, honestly, I was kind of, I was kind of pushing it on three. So are you gonna? Uh, are, you, are you gonna time me? You time me. Um, I've got, I've got fifty seconds. And go. Okay. 
I know he was in Dazed and Confused. Um, yeah. let's see. And he was in. Well, I, he's in that movie Magic Mike that I've never never will see. Oh, he was in Interstellar. So that's three. And Killer Joe. So that's four. All right. <laughs> I did it. Okay. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> All right. We'll just we'll move on to the news. I got a couple of couple of topics that might uh might interest you. I know you've probably heard. Uh, this week they announced that there's going to be a new Star Trek series. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Okay. There's not a whole lot known about it. It's uh. It, it they didn't even say if it's going to be a, a reboot or if it's going to be like a continuation or if it's going to be a totally new concept or what all they said all they said was it's going to be in 2017 they're going to air the first episode on CBS and then every episode after that is going to be on the CBS whatever their internet site is they're yeah, they're, oh, they're on the man yeah so uh I'm kind of hoping, and it's way off in the, it's, I mean, it's over a year from now, but I'm kind of hoping that they don't go back and try and remake the original series because J.J. Abrams already did that, and I don't want to see yeah, another reach out of that. I that to me would be kind of a waste of resources, I guess, or, or like, yeah, I agree with you completely. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering if they're going to stick with the uh if they're going to make it take place in the movie universe or if they're going to go back and do it in the prime universe where the other series took place. You know, they could do an updated uh Star Trek series that would take place after, you know, Deep Space 9, Next Generation Voyager, all that. Something that takes place 20 years after after all that or something like that and take place yeah, in my that universe. Like if <clears throat> If, uh, what I'm hoping for is exactly that, like, you know, the next, next generation. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it's enough, uh, it was enough of a, had enough of a uh, tether to the original series, uh, obviously existing in the same universe. And every now and then they would have a direct link to something that happened on the old series. Um, but they, you know, all of the characters were, all the main characters were new. Um, for the most part, the the plots were new, and you know, and it's obviously it's it's this beloved franchise, and there's no shortage of writers who can come up with you know interesting storylines um, to to continue the the saga, I guess, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping that's what they do. I'm kind of thinking that they probably will because. From what I understood, the TV Star Trek and movie Star Trek are kind of owned by different people. And um, the reason I say that is because I remember a story coming out when they said that J.J. Abrams was going to not do the the third Star Trek film and he was going to move over to the Star Wars universe was because when he originally signed signed on to do Star Trek, he he had in his mind that he was going to make films. He's going to kind of do what Marvel's doing now. He's going to have films. He was going to have TV shows 
He was going to have cartoons and all that was going to be kind of in the same universe. But after he made the first film and he had these plans for a TV show, they came back and said, oh, wait a minute. CBS is in charge of Trek on TV. Paramount's in charge of Trek in the films. So we can't really tie those two together. So that's when he kind of moved over to Star Wars because Disney was going to let him do all that. They were already doing it with Marvel. So they're going to let him do a a TV series and films and the little in-between films that he's coming out with, that kind of stuff. So, so I'm thinking that if, if that was the case, if CBS is wanting to stay separate from Paramount, then they're probably going to set their new TV series in the same universe that their, all their other TV series were set in. If this on-demand part really works, because they charge about the same as Netflix. It's like $10 a month for their service are people going to subscribe to this just to get star trek because you're paying ten dollars a month but the only thing that you're getting is cbs content it's not like netflix where you get stuff from all over the place you know that's actually exactly what i was about to ask you like what do you think about this i i try to be a good person yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you know like i don't i don't i don't bootleg movies i don't uh you know i don't download anything illegally but if someone were to post something <laughs> I can't say I wouldn't watch it right so you know I subscribe to Hulu I subscribe to Netflix I subscribe to um, Amazon Prime <clears throat> that's a lot yeah. you know and I have to like that's like I don't have that much time to watch that much TV. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so the idea of, and let's, let's be honest, like I would really only do it for the show. Like, for that one show, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't need to get my, uh, my blue blood sticks on. Like I'm good. Like, I don't know. Even if the first episode is good, which I expect it to be, just cause oh, yeah. I'm an optimist. Even if it's good, I don't know that it's going to be so good that I'm basically going to, you know, subscribe just to watch this show. Yeah. Subscribe to pay just for this one show. I've, I've let good shows go before because, <laughs> because, uh, they, they weren't on my channel plan or whatever. And you wait a while, you wait six months, you wait a year and it shows up on Netflix or it shows up on Hulu or it shows up on DVD. And then you see it. And that's what I'm kind of, I'm I'm kind of afraid what'll happen with this is that they'll put it on the CBS on demand. They're going to charge people $10 a month, which by then it may have gone up to $12 a month or something like that, you know, and then people aren't going to subscribe to it, which I mean, some people are going to subscribe to it because it's Star Trek and there's a lot of rabid Star Trek fans out there. And so they will get numbers, but are they going to get more people? Look at what's happening with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a huge show, but there's not nearly as many people that actually tune in to HBO and watch the show as the amount of people that download it the next day and watch it, you know. So they're going to have a lot of people waiting until this show comes out, and then they're going to download it and watch it later, or they're going to wait until – 
they've aired their entire season and then they put it out on DVD and they just go buy the DVD because it'll be cheaper right. to buy a $20 DVD or a $30 DVD for a box set or whatever than it will to pay $10 every month just to see this one show. Or they're going to do like they do with HBO exactly. and, they, and, and and just subscribe until the show's over and then end their subscriptions. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like HBO, like Game of Thrones is a, is a good example of like kind of what you can do. Like they, they, it still airs on their channel, but you know, like you said, a lot of people don't, um, even if they don't have cable, they can still get HBO goes now right. and do it that way. And maybe I'm just not up on all that CBS has to, has to offer. Yeah. The only thing but that again, I really watch on CBS, cause CBS is covered up in cop shows really. And, uh, the only thing that I really watch on CBS that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Big Bang Theory, as far as some, some, something that I watch on a regular basis, you know. But yeah, and I I used to watch um, Hawaii Five-O, um, and, that, and that's just kind of fallen off the last few years. Yeah, last couple of years. But I wish that they would do something. You know, they announced this YouTube Red this week. I, I think it was this week. It may have been last week. Um, have you heard about that? Vaguely, I don't really know anything about it. Okay, YouTube Red is basically everything that YouTube has, but without any ads. But they also have a feature, and it's it's $10 a month. They have a feature that you can download a video, and it'll be on your device for like 24 hours, I think. And you can watch it offline, which I think would be great if netflix and hulu and all these uh companies would start doing because yeah i would love to be able to download something when i'm at home on my wi-fi and be able to watch it when i'm on my break at work and i can't get on an internet signal you know and uh i i agree completely i would i would pay more for that yeah especially like um amazon i think because you do actually like i actually purchase it yeah, you know, right. Like I'll, I'll buy, I think, um, like I'll buy a movie, like for the kids, but I still can't download it. Like, yeah, you have to be online. Like, like I get, yeah, I get, like I can't get it if it's streaming. But if I actually go through the process of purchasing, I should have it. Call me old school, but like, <laughs> yeah, if I it's buy, like it, it's, it's like buy. Google. Google Play is like that. You know, I rent a lot of movies on Google Play, and it, it's kind of taken the place that I have it. I haven't put a DVD in my DVD player for probably a year because I've got Google Play connected to my TV and any movie that I want to watch, you know, I can pretty much pull that up and rent it off of that. But some of the films are really expensive, especially when they first come out. There's not a rent option. You'll have to buy it if you want to watch it. Right. And it may be $15, $20. And then you have to be online to watch it, you know. Well, you know, if I'm in the car, I've got a tablet, but it doesn't have – uh like 4G on it. I've got I've got my right. phone that I could watch it on, but I don't want to eat my data up watching a movie when I'm waiting on my wife to get out of the grocery store or something like that, you know. But exactly. but yeah, that's and it kind of goes into the other topic that I was going to talk about because I read an article that said that some of the networks were starting to pull back on um, the content that they're selling to Netflix because they want to start their own streaming services. So I'm afraid what's going to happen is every 
network is going to have their own streaming service. And if you want to see everything, you're going to have to subscribe to seven different things and they're all going to be $10 a month. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. th- I, think I think that, I mean, what will eventually happen is ca- cable TV, cable TV won't exist anymore. You'll have, um, you'll have to log on to the internet to, to watch anything, but you'll be paying so much in subscriptions that it'll be the same as what you were paying on your pe- cable bill before, you know? Well, yeah, I, I think I think they're certainly going to try that. Yeah, and the people are like, "Well, no, it's just not." I mean, I'm sure some people will do it, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I mean, yeah, there's there's ways to adapt to a world that has an internet in it, and that's not it because <laughs> because the whole like the grand appeal of the internet is largely stuff is free. Right. You know, and so the, the idea that they're going to start monetizing something that's been free forever. It's like, no, it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to, um, start off charging something and then discount it or make it free than it is to start off with something free and then try to charge free before it. Yeah, and it's kind of like it infuriates me um, with, uh, for instance, Hulu. I pay $10 a month or $12 a month for Hulu. Why am I still watching commercials? You know, yeah. when I, I pay the same amount for Netflix, I don't get any commercials. Of course, that may change. but Well, you know, they, they, they've Hulu's... You know, has this new service now where you can get it without commercials. Yeah, if you pay, course, you have to pay more. more. Yeah, and then they also give you and some Showtime con- content with that too. So. My problem with Hulu is not so much the commercials. Like I, I can, I mean, they're annoying, but they're not that bad because I mean, like your your commercial break will be, you know, thirty seconds, maybe sixty seconds instead of like the full three minutes or whatever. Yeah. My problem with Hulu was when Hulu first came out, um, there was there was Hulu, which would give you like the last, you know, three or four episodes of whatever the show was, and there was Hulu Plus, which right. would give you access to the entire season. And I have Hulu Plus, and that's the reason I got Hulu Plus, because a lot of times there'll be a good show. And, you know, like, just my schedule, I haven't been able to watch it, and I missed the first few episodes or whatever, and I want to catch up. And it's not going to be on Netflix until they, until the whole season is done. So, you know, I would, I would, uh, you know, log on to Hulu Plus, and I'd watch, you know, the first six or seven episodes, when if I only had Hulu, only the last three would be available. Yeah. So that was when it first came out. But, like, now... It doesn't matter whether you have Hulu or Hulu Plus. A lot of shows will still only show you, you know, like the last four or five episodes. Right, yeah. To which I say, what's the point of having the Plus? To me, that was the difference between Hulu and Hulu Plus. And if that's not there, I'm not sure what the difference is. Yeah, the only difference that I knew about when I first signed on for Hulu Plus was that if you, if you just watched the free version, Hulu, you could only watch it on your computer. If you signed up for Hulu Plus... You could watch it on your phone or you could stream it to your television and things like that. 
but you're right. They had they used to they used to keep the entire season on. I think when Lost went off the air, um, Hulu Plus had the entire si- series on there for like six months after the show went off for people that right. wanted to catch up. But now you're right. There's only I, I think I went back to um, my wife was watching that show that Astronaut Wives Club, and um, mm-hmm. we fell behind on it. We had watched up to like episode five or six or something like that. Well, now there's been probably 15, 16 episodes of it. And uh, I went back to try and catch up. Well, they've only got like the last four episodes on there. So if you if you want to catch up on that, you're either going to have to go to a torrent site and illegally download it. Or you're just going to have to wait until it comes out on DVD or they rerun it on TV or something like that. Right. And and there's there are shows that I wanted to catch up on and couldn't and as a result I don't really watch some shows right you know like I, I I didn't watch Gotham when it first came out but everyone was telling me how good it was so I wanted to catch up but by the time I could like I didn't have access to probably like the first four episodes and yeah you know I I don't want to jump in from number four or number five right and I was just and even now that I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, season one. Um, yeah, you have to wait until the next season yeah. comes out and then watch it. Right. And now that I could, even though I'd like to say, like, you know, there's just so much TV. There's only so much bandwidth I have, you know, to. The, the problem is that it's happening in the fall when all the new stuff is coming. You know, there's this whole new dump of shows, um, which inadvertently may segue into the next few years are going to. I have noticed that Netflix is doing something interesting uh, recently. I guess it's recently. I just noticed it. But um, there's a TV show that comes on ABC Family, I think, that me and my wife watch. That is, it's called Switched at Birth. And it's a, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it, I mean, it's it's a family I've term. heard of it. I've seen yeah. your Facebook post. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good show. But we watched the first, I think they... I think they've done three seasons and the first two were on Netflix. So we watched those two seasons and then the third season was not over yet, but they already had the first half of it on Netflix. They like, I don't know if they have like, um, you know, the walking dead will do the, do this thing where they show the first half of the season and they stop for the holidays and then they come back. And do the second half. So, right. so I think they might have done that, and then just went ahead and put those episodes on Netflix, and then you watch those ten, twelve episodes, and then you can go to television and start watching the the rest. So we finished out right. the season on, on television, which is interesting. I like that because you don't have to wait the entire year to get the new episodes on Netflix, so you can go back and catch up on stuff. You know, right? Well, the um, the main topic for this show is going to be mainly the, uh, the new shows that have started this fall and the, the shows that are coming back. And I tried my best to watch at least one episode of as many of the new things that are coming out as I could just to be able to talk about them on the show. And there's a, there's a lot of new actual TV shows. I think the trend has been for the last 10 years or so that 
the networks want to pad everything out with reality shows. And I think people are finally getting fed up with, <laughs> with reality TV and there's not nearly as much of it coming out. And, um, Plus, you've got all of these cable channels that are coming out with good quality shows like Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and stuff like that. And the networks are having to keep up with that. So they're putting out actual, you know, dramas and comedies and things like that instead of instead of relying on uh, cheap. I know ah. it, it, it saves them a lot of money to do reality TV, but but, you know, it gets old every time you turn on the TV. All you see is a game show or a big brother or something like that. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't think about that, but you're, you're. I think you're right. Like that's a very good point. That there's a lot less uh, reality and a lot more written material. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's great because there's a lot of stuff to pick from. And I thought we, I thought we'd start with talking about the. What well, do you want to start about talking about the stuff that's coming back, or you want to talk about the new things? Um, let's, let's do the stuff coming back first, I guess. Okay. So I just wrote down the few that I actually got to watch. There's a lot that I haven't got to see yet, but, uh, the flash came back on, uh, on CW and, uh, I know you've seen that show that I, I liked, I liked last season because it was so, I, I said this in the first episode, but it was just a, a perfectly contained season of television. It had a beginning and a middle and an end. There was a a cliffhanger at the end of the show, but they didn't have the cliffhanger until after they had tied up all the loose ends for the rest of the season. They didn't leave you hanging with all, right. and I like that. But um, this season, there's there's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people on the show, and I know the reason that they're doing it is because the uh, in January they're coming out with this new show called The Legends of Tomorrow, and they're trying right. to introduce some of those characters on Flash and on Arrow. And, uh, and then they're going to move them over to that new show. But I, I just think, not that I, I've, I've enjoyed the, the, the episodes that I've seen so far. There just seems to be so many people on it that it's kind of taken away from Barry. You know, he doesn't have as much, as much going on with himself as, uh, as he did before because they're trying to show what's going on with all these other, all these other characters. Have you got to see any of the new ones this this season yet? Yeah, I, I'm um, I'm caught up on Flash. Um, I agree with you that they're you know it's basically kind of <laughs> Flash and Arrow have kind of just become the kind of the DC Universe character yeah. farm. Yeah, where they grow them <laughs> on there and then Team they Flash. Or, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I don't. That doesn't bother me so much because I I, I feel like they do it well. Yeah, like. Um, I mean, the last couple of episodes of Flash have basically just been, you know, big baskets of Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you know enough about the uh, the DC world, uh, the DC universe, the the um, infinite Earths from the comics, then you know, I mean, I mean, it certainly did. It's the first season too, um, but I feel like on this one they. This season, they've really kind of like there was a lot of inside. Well, if you know who that is, then you know what's coming. If you know what that right. is, then you know what's coming. If you know who that is, then you know that this person is going to do that. That other person, which which I liked because um, 
I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, and I haven't been, you know, any kind of comic book guy in probably the last 15, 20 years. So I know some of it. I know some of what's going on or what's going to come. But there's a lot that I don't know, and it's it's really cool to have discussions with friends who are still into it, who, like, because I don't, like, you know my thing with spoilers? I don't consider that a spoiler. Yeah. You, know, you never know what the they're going to actually do with it. They may, they may, they'll put their own twist on it, so you don't actually right. know what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Right. If, if the content is like actually in the world, like you know, if it's from a book that's you know, like Game of Thrones, if someone from Game of Thrones who's who's read the books tells me something that's going to happen, I, mean, I I ask them not to, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not as mad. If it's like, you know, then if it's some leaked footage or something, because when if, if, the, if the artist has put it out there, then it's out. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more okay with that. So all of that is to say, um, I appreciate kind of walking both lines of that with Flash and Arrow, where, you know, maybe I know this character or maybe I don't. So it's, I, I kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. The, and the only thing I have a um, a pet peeve that there, there's not a whole lot not to like about this version of the Flash. The characters are great. Uh, Grant Gustin, the guy that's playing Barry, I think he's doing the best job that anybody could do in the role. But I hate that. And I, I kind of talked about this on the blog earlier this week. DC is doing their own thing with the films, but they're taking their TV stuff and they're just spreading it all over the place. And so Grant Gustin is not going to play Flash in the Justice League movie, so they're going to have two versions of the Flash <laughs> at the same time, which right. I know that they, they can say, well, they take place in separate universes and stuff like that. But I think... Grant Gustin does a good enough job that I they could tie his show into those films, and I think he would he he would be perfect, you know. You know what it's like? It's like Marvel is like the big brother that the little brother doesn't want to listen to, even right. though he's right. Yeah. So like, so Marvel is like, okay, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, and you'll make eight hundred billion dollars. <laughs> and DC say, okay, well, maybe we'll do this, but we're not doing that just cause, cause you're stupid. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, they figured it out. It works. Yeah. Everything they do works. It works. You got to get, consistent. they gave all the care the, from the, uh, from the Avenger, the first Avengers film, they gave all the main characters with the exception of, um, black widow and, the um, humans. The yeah. Humans. yeah, the the actual hero, the the main superheroes, they gave them all their own film to before they did the big film, mainly so that they wouldn't have so that the the big team up film wouldn't be full of backstory, you know. Right. So now DC says, well, hey, we want to have a big team up film, but we're gonna make the big team up film first. And then we're going to start doing all the all the little films, you know. Then we're going to make a Wonder Woman film and a and another Green Arrow film and, and things like that. And which I mean, I'll, I'm going to go see the the movie. <laughs> you know, they're going to get my money. Right. Of course, but of 
I think that it would be so much better. I'm just afraid that when they come out with this Justice League film, and I'm also afraid of uh, this Batman Superman film that they're because they're going to throw Wonder Woman in there. Well, they're going to have to show some backstory to Wonder Woman. They can't just throw her in there and nobody's ever seen her before in in, in this version and and not explain anything about her and then give her own film you later know, on. You know, I'm not. I don't necessarily fall into that camp. Like here's. At this point, I feel like even if you don't know, like, if you've never seen any of the Hulk movies, if you've never seen even any the Avengers movies, you know, if you're someone over the age of eight, you basically know the Hulk. You know, he's a regular person, and he gets mad, and he turns green, and he gets super strong. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's enough just a part of our society like, everybody knows what the Force is, even if you're not a big Star Wars fan. You know, everybody knows what beam me up means, even if you're not a big Star Trek <laughs> yeah. fan. Like, at a certain point, it just works its way into um, just our everyday existence. So, saying that to say, I don't need a Superman backstory. I don't need a Batman backstory at this point. I don't need... Spider-Man backstory and a Wonder Woman backstory would be nice but honestly if she showed up <laughs> yeah if she just if she just showed up and say hey what are you doing here well my people knew that there would be trouble blah 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 yeah. and give me you know four minutes of explanation because I've, most people even if you don't know you know the mascara and Amazons and can't sit foot on the aisle if you don't know all of that you know who Wonder Woman is. She's strong and she fights and she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm you know, not. I'm not. That's really all, that's all you need for this movie. Yeah. To come to come back and, and fill it in later with another movie is it's fine. I don't. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm just backstory rebooted out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say that Spider-Man stories three different times. And the whole, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to say that we need more origin story because I mean we talked about this on the first episode. We don't need to see these heroes' origins over and over and over and over. I was just mainly making the argument for mainly Wonder Woman because we haven't seen a film version of Wonder or an actual real life version of Wonder Woman since Linda Carter played her back in the seventies. You know, so yeah. you've got people that like my son that's eighteen. He's seen Wonder Woman on television and he's seen pictures of her and stuff and has an idea that she, you know, she's a superhero and stuff, but he doesn't know anything about where she's from or anything like that. And I'm just afraid that they're going to bring her in. I'm not saying that they should do this. I'm just saying that they're going to bring her into this Batman Superman film and stick her in the middle of it. And people like you and I are going to be fine with it. But then there's going to be a whole bunch of teenagers. that are going to be like, well, it's Wonder Woman, but they don't really know who she is, you know. Right. So yeah. I just I just think that if they're going to do individual films, they should do them first. Because, like, we're getting the Bat Batman in this next film, and he's going to be, you know, the Ben Affleck version or whatever. Ben Affleck's version of Batman is going to be in two movies before he gets his own movie. You know, he's going to be in this movie and then he's going to be in, I, he's going to have a scene at the very end of Suicide Squad is what I hear. 
and then his movie will be next, and it'll be him and Jared Leto will be playing the Joker or whatever. That's the rumor, anyway. You know, so if you're gonna if they're gonna get their individual movies, you know, do do it like Marvel did because Marvel did it and made a lot of money off of it, and give us give us the Justice League instead of trying to shove it shove it um in front of us in like 2000 what 17 or 18 you know hold it off for 2020 and give us some of this other stuff first you know but but um another show that I watched I I watched this last season Fargo have you have you seen the TV version of Fargo you know it's on my list yeah, okay. um, I love I love the movie, and um, I only heard great things about the show. And that is on Hulu. I think they do have the whole season on Hulu. Um, the first season, so yeah. It, it is it is it is on my plate to binge at some point, but yeah. I've not yet seen any. The first season was really great. Um, Billy Bob Thornton was in it, which is rare to have somebody of his stature come in and do a a TV show. Which I think they're getting a lot of nowadays because these big movie stars, they know that they can come in and do a TV show for one season and they're not going to be tied down for three or four years. Like they were able to get Matthew McConaughey to do and Woody Harrelson to do True Detective last year and stuff because they knew it's only going to be eight episodes. You're not going to be tied down for five years, you know. So they were able to get Billy Bob Thornton to come in and I'd I'd all, almost argue now Fargo was a great movie. I'd almost argue that the first season of Fargo was better than the movie. It's kind of a sequel. It's sort of a sequel. It's a sequel and a remake at the same time because all of the characters from the film. Now I'm just talking about the first season now because the second season's different. Um, all of the characters from the film kind of had a counterpart in the show, even though they weren't the same person. Because it's updated, it takes place now, but it's also a sequel because in the in the film, you know, Steve Buscemi goes and hides that that money in the snow and puts the windshield wiper scraper there to uh to mark it. Well, in the show, you get to find out what happened to that money, but okay. it's not necessarily that's not the actual main plot of the show. That's just a small portion of it there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on with it and i also like that it being on fx instead of being on a a network like nbc cbs they're not tied down to the one hour format so sometimes you get an episode that's 90 minutes long sometimes you get an episode that's 72 minutes long you know it's just however long it takes them Mm -hmm. to tell that portion of the story they just they just do it you know so You'll go to your DVR, you've recorded the show, and it says, oh, this one was an hour and 17 minutes long. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, and this season takes place in the, I think it's the late 70s. It's like 1979. They moved the, they moved it back because there was a character in the first season that was the father of the woman that was the, uh, the police officer. And he used to be a, detective or he used to work for the highway patrol or something and he kind of made reference in one of the episodes about a murder that took place back when he was on the force and this season is about that 
and Bruce Campbell is actually going to be on the show later in the season playing Ronald Reagan, who's running for president. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, re- I recommend, um, far, I want to recommend that to you. That's a good show. And, um, the whole first season is on, uh, Netflix now. The second season is showing on FX. And, you know, FX, they, they're going to rerun it over and over and over. So you can probably still, Catch up. I, I think they're. I think they just showed the um, episode three this past Monday, so episode four should be coming up this week. But um, what about The Walking Dead? You watched that? Yeah, I love The Walking Dead. Before we talk yeah. about the before we talk about The Walking Dead coming back, did you watch uh, Fear of the Walking Dead over the summer? I did. Did you like it? Um. <laughs> It wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't dislike it. Um, I the first two or three episodes, I guess, uh, as the world begins its transition, the apocalypse starts to take place. Um, well, not so much my cup of tea. Yeah, and it's not like they did anything wrong per se. But it's one thing for me, for me personally, it's one thing to kind of wake up, as Rick did, to kind of wake up in this new world or to just kind of jump into it like, you know, the Hunger Games or Mad Max. You're like, you're just there. Yeah. You know, something went wrong and you're just there. It's another thing to see our current world destroyed and replaced by this horrific nightmare escape. Um, and I'm don't so much want to see the nightmare happen. So for me, that was kind of a uh, like yeah that made it less enjoyable. I guess I, I, and, I thought that it, it, and, it's been done before. You know, it's it's we've right. we've seen. I talked about this on the Halloween episode, but we've seen the the zombie apocalypse actually take place over and over and over again. And that's what I like about the walking dead is that we're exploring what happens two and three years after that, you know, and then you're just living in this life now. Yeah. Yeah. And then Robert Kirkman, you know, he's the, he's, he created the show. He also does the comic. He writes for the comic. He created the comic. And that's one of the things that he's always said that he wanted to do with the comic was he didn't want to show, show it all happen over again. But then he turned around and he made this show where he shows it all happen again, you know, but, and it, well, it got, it got better. Hoping, Go ahead. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, I felt like the, um, I don't know. Can you call it a season finale? Is it only six episodes? Or, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the first episode, episode of the walking dead was only six episodes because they just kind of want to, they want to just kind of wet their feet and see what people think of it and everything. Before they order sixteen episodes, you know. Yeah, I I felt like um, I'm I liked enough of the group, I guess, at the that that uh, that's around at the end for me to want to come back. I mean, like the I can't even remember his name, but the uh, I keep wanting to call him the con man, but he's not so much a con man. He's just <laughs> entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. You talking about the guy in the? Guy. You talking about the guy in the in the cage? The, the guy, yeah, the guy, the guy, yeah. the, dude, the guy, right. Who's, uh, 
Yeah. Um, because you don't really see, like, I don't think there's any character like that um, on either show. Like, I don't, I don't think there's there's no character really like that on The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, um, or really, like, I can't even think, not that I watch all of television, <laughs> but I, 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 I found him very unique, like, even on television. Like, yeah. to, to be um, that intelligent and manipulative, but not necessarily evil. You know, like, normally, if you see really smart and really um, convincing is because they're a bad guy. Yeah. And I don't know that he's a bad guy. I think he's just... One of my favorite characters from um, X-Files was Krychek. And it would be easy to call Krychek a bad guy. But he wasn't really a bad guy. He was like a shark. Right, you know, he was just, he was completely consistent. Whatever he had to do, whoever he had to team up with and or screw over, in order to achieve his goal, he would do it. And I really appreciate that commitment to um, a single purpose. Like a lot of characters, you know, do stuff because they're greedy or they're selfish or they're evil or whatever. But he, and you don't know what they're going to do, or you know too predictably what they're going to do. But he was wonderfully, predictably unpredictable. Yeah. Because no matter, you wouldn't know what he was going to do, but you would absolutely know why he was going to do it. And I am hoping that this character will turn, will be like that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's missing. Yeah, I'm sure that, and yeah, he looks like he's going to. He's probably going to be a big part of season two. It looked like they were setting him up for some for some stuff, but yeah. The main thing I didn't like about, and I mean, not to say that I didn't like the show because I did like the finale. I thought it was pretty well mm-hmm. done, but it took them so long to just leave that house. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. tweeting about. I, I would, I would, uh, uh, I, the Cosmic Potato uh, uh, Twitter page. I was live tweeting from it during the show and finally by like episode four, I was like, when are they going to leave the house? <laughs> you know, let's right. just get on with it. But I know that they were kind of quarantined. They had a cage around the neighbor. I mean, a, a, like a fence around the neighborhood right. and stuff like that. But what annoyed me the most um, about the show was characters who have witnessed a walker. Like, they know the deal. They know you die, but you don't. You come back where you don't really die. You're dangerous and you're out of your mind. We're still behaving as though they didn't know. Yeah. And we're not informing characters who legitimately didn't know. So, like, I mean, it took them forever to tell the daughter. Yeah. Which, I'm like, no, you can't. You have to tell her. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what, how you think you're protecting her by keeping her in the dark and like everything's going to be okay. I'm like, no, she needs to know. Yeah. You know, if there's a, if there's a hurricane outside, you should tell me before I go outside. <laughs> yeah. Know? And it took them a long <laughs> time to finally figure out that it has to be a headshot to kill them. You know, they, they were kept shooting people right. in the chest. They get they shooting walkers in the chest and stuff. I'm like, it's not going to kill them. 
You should know that by now. Right. You know, you've killed a few of them. Right. You know. Right. Huh. They don't um, stop coming at me until I smash their head in with a fire extinguisher or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch when it comes back. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't guarantee, like, I'll keep watching. But for now, it's, you know, it's good enough. It's piqued my interest. Season two, um, season I'm, two I'm looking is, forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah, season two is definitely going to be the hit or miss for me because I want I want to watch it. It's one of these things that I want to like it. It's like uh, right. when Under the Dome came out heroes. a couple of seasons. Yeah, Heroes. Well, I'm going to talk about Heroes in a few minutes. but um, yeah. When Under the Dome came out on CBS, I don't know if you ever watched that, but I, I read that book several I, years ago. And I was so excited when that movie, when that show started, but then they started to change so many things about the book to be able to stretch it out into a series. It was only supposed to be 10 episodes when they came out. It was supposed to be a mini series. They were just going to do an adaptation right. of the book. And that's what I was excited about. They said, Oh, we're going to do season two. It was like, you know, how are you going to do that? You're going to keep, you're just going to make up stuff. Yeah. That's what they did. They just made up stuff. <laughs> and then it, it just, it gradually got to where I, I was like, I'm done with the show. And then finally they canceled it, you know, because enough people said, you know what, you know, Stephen King, Stephen King is a great writer, but when it comes to selling his stuff to television, you know, he pretty much just gives it to him and says, yeah, do whatever you want to with it. <laughs> because they yeah. always, you know, they almost, almost always, there's been a couple of times that I thought it was pretty, pretty faithful to the work, but you know, almost always it, changes to where it's almost not even the same thing by the end of it but we're going to go ahead and stop right there we'll continue this conversation with more of the new and returning shows that that are coming out this fall and we're also going to talk about some of the stuff that's coming up as mid-season replacements in january on the next episode I just want to tell you guys real quick that our show is available on iTunes. If you can go there and click on the five stars, leave us a five-star review, uh, give us a little comment. That's going to help us towards getting the show in front of more eyes uh, and get more people to be able to see it. Uh, we're also available on our website at CosmicPotato.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can email us anytime with uh, any comments that you have about what we talk about here or any suggestions that you have for stuff that you want to hear us talk about in the future, my email address is SeanRay, S-H-A-W-N-W-R-A-Y, at CosmicPotato.com, and John's is John Irons, J-O-H-N-I-R-O-N-S, at CosmicPotato.com. So we'll wrap this up, and hope that you'll join us next time. And until then, take care of yourselves. We'll see you in the future. <laughs>